What's up, guys? It's Monday. Beautiful start to this week of pouring down rain and 50 degrees, but I mean, I guess that's what we get occasionally in the springtime. Big weekend this weekend. Spring games are done for college football. Um, South Carolina played theirs this weekend. Clemson last weekend. We'll talk about that. The Heritage, another big um, sports event in the state down in Hilton Head Island. Um, great event. I've uh, been down there a few years back. Enjoyed it. Um, I would have enjoyed it more if I had a 40-foot yacht to watch it from. But nonetheless, uh, a great event. We'll talk about that as well. And then a little, I guess, not upbeat moment, a, a shooting at the mall in uh, Columbiana Center, which I guess is considered Irmo. Um, right, you know, outside of Columbia, Irmo, the Harborson area, uh, near Broad River, St. Andrews, all of that. Uh, shooting at the mall and the repercussions of, of it. Uh, we'll talk about that. But first, let's talk about the spring game. Uh, I had a couple of people ask me what I thought about the spring game, and I never know what to think about it. Because if your offense looks really good, that means maybe your defense isn't that good. And if your defense looks really good, maybe your offense isn't that good. And all along, you're probably not showing a lot of your offense or defensive sets because you don't want anybody to see, you know, something you may be hiding. I don't know how, how all this works. Um, you know, Spencer Rattler definitely is better than what South Carolina's had at quarterback since Connor Shaw. Um, I feel like a couple of the guys uh, didn't dress out that could be weapons. Uh, you know, Jaheim Bell and, and the carry-on joiner uh, should be deep at running back. Uh, it looks like there's several guys that will be able to carry the rock. Marshawn Lloyd, uh, Juju McDowell and then a couple guys transferring in that's going to share share their running responsibilities. I like what they've done with uh, Lugolf Elgin's Wyatt Campbell. He was a backup guard for the first couple years at South Carolina, maybe three years. Uh, hell, maybe four. I don't know. Can't remember what the COVID year and red shirt and how that works. But now they put him in the number 80 jersey and line him up kind of as a, a, a tight end off the line, which I always feel like if you're not using your tight end anyway, if you're not going to throw to him, put a guy in there that can block. I, I've thought, you know, always put a – I'd rather have a, a two tackles on one side than an undersized tight end to try to block, especially if a team's not worried about that tight end catching a pass. And for the most part, uh, lately, South Carolina really hadn't had that threat. You know, some schools really have a lot of great tight ends. We got the kid, the Stodner kid, coming from uh, Oklahoma. He'll be playing this year, along with, you know, a couple of decent tight ends on there. But if you're going to run the football, man, put a guy in there 300 pounds that can take that uh, defensive end or the outside linebacker out to play. So I like that. Um, I think, you know, they looked all right. The, the starters anyway, they looked all right. It's hard to tell, too, because you got two offenses and you don't know which of those guys are going to be on the, you know, the, the, the two deep and which ones are going to be, uh, you know, the second part of the two deep. So, I don't know. I mean, it looked all right. I wasn't overly impressed, I'll be honest with you there. I didn't see anything that I thought was uh, outstanding. 
But then again, I don't know if they were trying to show anything outstanding. So, you know, spring games is hard to tell. Um, team should be all right. I think Las Vegas has South Carolina's win total over under at six. I really don't see why that can't be uh, done. I really don't see why they can't win six games. Uh, got some non-conference games. Got a couple games you probably won't win, of course, like Georgia. And then Clemson's going to be tough. But, I mean, these other teams, I don't see why you can't compete, especially in the East. Florida, you know, Florida isn't a juggernaut like they used to be. You should be able to handle Missouri, Kentucky, Vanderbilt maybe. Uh, beat Georgia State. I don't know. Six wins is very attainable. Uh, maybe seven, eight wins possi- possibly. We'll see. Tennessee is that game and that team for the last, you know, decade that's been kind of pretty close to South Carolina. I think they're better than that now. Josh Heifel's got an offense and, and maybe some defense. That might be a little tougher than we thought, but we'll see. We'll talk about football, you know, later on, maybe into August or something like that. Um, but, you know, so far so good. I think Rattler and Stogner and a couple of other transfers, a couple of guys they got on the team, experienced offensive line, uh, some experienced guys on defense. I think South Carolina will be all right. I didn't talk about the Clemson game last week, but, I'll be honest with you, man. I feel like the DJ Ugalele, uh situation is, is similar to what it was when Kelly Bryant was here. I don't feel like he's the guy. And you brought in a five-star guy from Texas, much like they brought in Trevor Lawrence from Georgia. And it's just a matter of time before DJ's not the quarterback anymore. I'm sure with the hype and the, and the egos of him and his family, that won't go over well and he'll be in the transfer portal. Um, he's a big kid. Big as a lot of tight ends, strong kid, um, athletic kid, just not a very accurate passer. I know he's got a, a finger issue and a, and, a, and a ligament issue, I think, in his, in his knee. But whatever the case is, even in the spring game, he was missing open receivers, and you can't win that way. And uh, so I feel like at some point, uh, Clemson's going to make that switch. If, if the, the Kobe, Kobe, Cody Klubnik kid, I think is his name, if he's the guy, uh, midseason, he'll be taking over that football team. But good to see some football in there. You know, it's it's we just got through a March Madness. Uh, the NBA playoffs are running strong. Major League Baseball's kicking off, and uh, hockey's going, and soccer, and everything else. NASCAR's in full swing. Golf. So it's good to have all this to talk about. Uh, like I said, though, you can't really tell much from the spring game. Just maybe see some athleticism from some guys. Anyway, I thought South Carolina looked fine. Clemson's defense looked really good. I mean, I don't know if that means your offense looks bad or the defense is just as good as it's been. We'll see if Nick Easton can step in and replace Brent Venables and and uh, have that vaunted uh, Tiger defense that they've had for the last decade or so. So, anyway, not really taking nothing away from it. Spencer Rattler looks athletic. Hopefully, he can get a couple guys deep and uh, be explosive. Maybe. Maybe, you know, in a couple of these games, they can score 40 points or so and, and fire off the cannons and and uh, you play the rooster crow uh, more than they have in, in, the, in the recent history. The Heritage. Um, like I said in the preview, I went down there a few years back, and I know most of you listening probably don't think it's a great day to walk around a golf course, but Harbor Town's a little different. It's not uh, it's not as uppity, I guess you'd say, as a lot of major golf tournaments. You come into Harbor Town, um, you know, there's a lot of shops, there's a lot of places to eat, 
there's a lot of beer the course is right there on the island so there's a lot of water um it is humid at times if, if the temperature gets out of control it looked like it was a little overcast yesterday but a little breeze blowing in beer tent set up houses throughout you know it's pretty much a, a course made in the neighborhood um it's, it's something i enjoyed i don't know that i would enjoy just a regular golf course walking around but there's a lot of shady spots and now it's drawing more of the uh higher ranked golfers like the morikawas the justin thomas's the jordan Spees. used to be that week after the masters everybody took the week off and uh now some guys you know are just starting to make that trek over from augusta to uh, play so it's pretty cool in that aspect as well you get to see all the yachts the rich folks but like i said you also you know have the the possibility of you know getting you some food and drink and uh just being down there in hilton Head's cool i mean it's a it's a it's a place with a lot of uh tourist attractions so if you ever thought about doing it or if you ever thought about going to a golf tournament maybe this is one more likely than some of the others that will be boring for you that's just strictly golf there's a lot to do down here it's a good time getting into the golf jordan spieth shoots a uh 13 under goes into the clubhouse looks like he's gonna get a top five finish out of the deal still has shane lowry uh harold bonner uh patrick cantley a lot of these guys still on the course they still had a par five where they could score on a par three and a couple of par fours and things just fell apart shane lowry uh on the par three gets far left uh chips over the green into the water ends up double bogeying Harold Varner just could never get anything going. It was a day full of pars for uh, for Harold Varner. Really couldn't get any scoring going. And then, you know, Patrick Cantlay did enough to uh, force a playoff. Um, and, you know, the first hole of the playoff, he plugs in the bunker. And, you know, Jordan, Jordan Spieth chips up there within, you know, a foot. And that's, that's all she wrote. Uh, great for Jordan Spieth, man. I mean... Some guys don't like him. I don't know why. Maybe because he was so good early and he hadn't been so good as of late. But uh, seems to be a really good kid. Uh, or I say kid. He came back out after winning and signed autographs for all the you know people that was chanting his name, all the kids. Seems to be a good dude, man. I mean, he's hard not to like. We get caught up in the you know, liking and disliking, not remembering these dudes are just regular Joes. You know, if he wasn't. If he wasn't uh, playing golf, you know, he allowed to be a, an accountant or just a normal person who makes 50000 a year. So, uh, but good for him. Um, I really don't have an, a vested interest one way or the other with Jordan Spieth. He's fun to watch at times, and he makes you scratch your head at times. He's one of the best shot makers we've seen uh, in the last decade. But then again, he's had a little lull. But uh, I don't know. It's fun to see. You know, I was hoping like Colin Morikawa or Justin Thomas, some of those guys would have been at the top of the uh, – and Dustin Johnson. I was hoping he would at least make a splash up there and, and be in contention. But uh, Jordan Spieth wins. Uh, one thing about golf, if you don't follow it, you don't know this. So I'll let you know. There's – nerds have taken over golf. So basically there's a stat for everything. There's a stat for off the tee and in the fairway and around the green and putting and all this. And if you look at these stats, you would swear, you know, guys like Russell Henley or Tom Hoagie or 
or some of these guys are winning golf tournaments. The problem is it's not a specific stat that wins a golf tournament. It's how you play 72 holes. Jordan Spieth was last in putting this week, last, and won the golf tournament. Congratulations to the guy who finished first in putting this week. He didn't win a uh, plaid jacket, nor did he win, you know, one and a half million dollars or get a trophy. And these people are just like locked in on these stats. They talk about it all the time. Strokes gain putting, strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain here. Well, you know, it's kind of like saying the Rams suck at running the football. And that may be true, but they're pretty good at passing and they're pretty good at defense and they're pretty good at coverage and they're pretty good at punting and they're pretty good at kicking and everything else they do. And they won the Super Bowl. So, you know, we can break down stats, you know, you know, nitpick stuff and, and find out who's the best golfer statistically. But it's not the guy who's winning the golf tournaments other than Scotty Scheffler. He may be he may be the best statistically and he's winning. But these other guys, I mean, you got the Tom Hoagies of the world, the Sepp Strockers. Man, them guys ain't them guys ain't ranked nowhere. Them guys aren't doing anything, you know, unbelievable. They don't have numbers off the chart. A dude like Russell Henley, man, was probably one of the best statistic golfers up there. He hadn't held a trophy in years. So, you know, I'm kind of tired of the nitpicking. It's kind of like fantasy sports where the nerds break it down too much and make it where it ain't fun. I don't care about any of that. Just show me who's winning. That's Jordan Speed this weekend. That's Scotty Scheffler. That's Cam Smith. That's Sam Burns. That's Victor Hovland. Those are the best golfers in the world. Not some guy who had a pretty good run 18 months ago. That's all I got on golf. I know a lot of you guys aren't golf nerds. I love it. I watch as much as I can. They got the uh, team tournament this weekend. I can't wait for that either. But uh, anyway, congratulations to Jordan Spieth. Great weekend and great weekend at Hilton Head. Third take. There was a shooting at Columbiana Mall this weekend. And, you know, we watch, we're kind of immune to things, man. We're kind of immune to death and uh, destruction and, and uh, abuse and, you know, all this stuff that happens in the world. We're kind of immune to it because it doesn't directly affect us. Well, I had, I had two buddies that were in, uh, you know, in the mall. I had one who was in there with his family. I had another guy I played cards with. He was at Dave and Buster's at the time with his son. And uh, it's different when you're there, I think, man. It's, uh, it, it, it's really hits home when, you know, you could have been one in 12 people that got struck by a bullet or 10 people that got struck and two people that got trampled or whatever, whatever it was. And it's a shame that, you know, in this country now, it feels like, we got sympathy for criminals more than we do victims. And I know there's a lot of different reasons. And, it's, you know, it's not a political thing for me. It's not black and white. It's not Republican, Democrat. You know, I think Dylan Roof should hang uh, from Town Square. I think the guy in the New York uh, subway should be hung from, uh, you know, Times Square, Town Square, wherever. I think all these people should be done away with. I mean, they're, they're a minister society, and the guy who does this at Columbia Mall, for whatever reason, gang-related or, uh, you know, whatever it is, retaliation or whatever, you know, he took a chance that he could have killed 
you know, 10 people. You know, 10 people could have died because of his negligence, and he's let go on a $25,000 bond and an ankle monitor and the promise that he won't uh, engage with any of the people that were involved in this uh, event on Saturday. And that's ludicrous. Obviously, he has no care about others. There's, you know, we see this all the time. Criminals who get caught doing criminal offenses once they're out on bond or just got out on parole doing the same things again. I, I don't get it. I don't know why we would allow someone who uh, definitely, you know, isn't a contributing member to society out on bail. You know, I just don't understand. I don't, I, what, what, what sense does that make? This guy just fired off into a crowd at the mall and instead of putting him in some um, serious, you know, jail time till we figure out what we're going to do with this guy, he's at the house, you know, chilling out, watching TV while there's, you know, people still recovering from, you know, gunshot wounds and being trampled. It's the dumbest, it's the dumbest thing ever. Our judicial system is so fucked up. You know, I mean, I believe for the well-being for all of us, I get that it costs a lot to have people in prison. Oh, well, you know, tax me. Oh, you know, I'll pay that. I'd much rather have them there than here. You know, I don't want to, you know, stop by, you know, the mall to pick up a pair of shoes and have to dodge bullets. I think that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And it's got to be scary. And I feel like, you know, Columbia and the Center used to be a big time, a big time attraction for people. You know, it kind of took over for what Columbia Mall was, what Richmond Fashion Mall was and all that. And now I don't think nobody's going to want to go there. Who wants to go there? You know, we talk about, you know, shop local and all this kind of garbage. And then there ain't no chance of getting shot buying on Amazon or eBay or, or Etsy or any of that stuff. That's a big time threat, man. I think, uh, I think it sets a bad precedent that there's no punishment for opening fire in the middle of a mall crowded with people. And, uh, I think, I think that that business is going to suffer even more than it already has. I mean, e-commerce is taking most of that away to begin with, but I don't think somebody's just going to think about going to Columbia in a center anymore to pick up whatever it is and get caught in the crossfire uh, of uh, a shootout. Stupid, man. Stupid. America, I love, you know, the, the freedoms and everything we have in America, but we're doing some dumb, dumb shit, you know, progress, progressively, as you would say, um, you know, allowing a guy like this back out on the street. Yay! All right, guys, that wraps up. The Monday rundown, we got a little spring game, we got a little football, got a little golf, got a little shooting. Um, did watch the NASCAR race at Bristol. It was covered in uh, dirt, making a little dirt track action, a little rain, a little mud. It looked like something you'd probably see at the Sumter Speedway on a Saturday night. I liked it. Uh, I wish it was worse than that. You know, Every time it rained, they kind of stopped the race and got the track back in order. I like when they can't control it. Man, I don't want to see the same guys go out there and win. It was a hard-fought battle at the end. Chase Briscoe takes out Tyler Reddick, I think, and uh, Kyle Busch ends up winning. Uh, so it was a pretty cool finish. Um, we'll talk about that maybe later on. Um, we'll talk about a little bit of baseball coming up this week. 
NBA playoffs, maybe just touch on it. Reality TV, man. Uh, I don't understand it. It appears that anybody with a camera can have a reality TV show. I really don't know why I just haven't bought two or three cameras and just sit around and do stupid shit and follow me around. I guess I'm just not stupid enough. I mean, I, I do do stupid stuff, but I'm just not dumb enough that people want to see what I'm doing 24 hours a day, but there seems to be a lot of them. I mean, we're probably, we're, we're glamorizing uh, teenage pregnancies and drug addictions and, you know, some of the dumbest shit ever that shouldn't be put on TV. And, uh, you know, I do watch a lot of the outdoor type stuff, the fishing shows and stuff like that. But, you know, these people, a lot of these people aren't uh, interesting to me. But I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about some food, some food stuff too. Talk about Easter meals and uh, side items. And uh, I'm going to try to get some food from a couple of different places this week. I did try the Southern Mamas, I think I mentioned on the podcast, in Elgin. I think they're open Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Chicken, fried chicken, fried pork chops, barbecue, hash and rice. I did put a video out on TikTok about uh, the barbecue, hash and rice, the potato salad, the slaw, the roll, the sweet tea, banana pudding. Oh, that's good. That's a good stop. It need a little more seating in there, but that's a good spot. But anyway, we'll touch more on uh, some food this week. Hopefully this rain blows out of here. I'm tired of trying to drive around and work in the rain. Hope you guys have a great week. If you got any show ideas or topics you want me to discuss, we'll do so. Hopefully me and Curtis can put a show together this Sunday. I think we got some topics we're working on. Um, it's kind of light right now. Not a lot of stuff going on, um, especially we know like with football out. But we're going to put one together this week. We'll talk about it. We'll probably talk about some white folks. So some crazy trends, maybe some sports, some reality. I know we got a, a show uh, we want to talk about, a biography, a couple biographies, matter of fact, we're going to talk about on the show, break them down. So stay tuned for that. I'll be back in the middle of the week, give you another uh, Rhino update, and then toward the end of the week, we'll do a, a weekend review, and then Sunday, we'll have the uh, Rhino and Curtis podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. Talk to y'all tomorrow.